0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of A La Carte with Keithy. I am your host, Keithy Langston, and we are at episode 15. And what better way for us to celebrate the 15th episode of A La Carte with Keithy than to bring on a very special guest, a returning champion of A La Carte with Keithy, uh, my nephew, who just recently turned 15 himself, chase langston how are you chase
1: oh i'm awesome today actually and yeah i did just turn 15 and it was a pretty good birthday so good. Way it to celebrate. was
0: it was uh it was around uh the thanksgiving holiday we'll just say that we don't need people to know exactly when you turn 15 but uh yep we celebrated uh it was funny because we had a uh, cavell i it's cavell we had a cavell ice cream cake that i picked up because i said what do you want for a cake and you said I want an ice cream cake. So I got the Cavell one, and uh, there was nobody in the bakery to do the little design to say happy birthday, Chase. So I said to you, um, do you want to do it? And you went, sure. And then you put, I think, you didn't even really put, you kind of did a very wonky writing. (laughs) It was like, happy birthday. Biff day. Biff day. Yeah, happy biff day, Chase. But uh, it was good. Um, You're actually enjoying a piece of it right now. So if you hear any kind of munching sounds, that's Chase eating some cavell. We're having cavell with father here. Um, That's a Sopranos reference you won't get, but somebody will laugh. Pete will laugh at that, you know. Um, So today on Alicott, we're going to talk about just a couple of different things, uh, Chase and I. Uh, The first thing we want to kind of talk is uh, just... A quick return to Keithy's Kitchen, and uh, we're going to kind of go over some of the things that we had at Thanksgiving, some of the recipes that I made. Uh, I'd love to get your feedback on them as well, Chase. And then, you know, see if there's any kind of other things that maybe were missed and uh, maybe possible things for the upcoming holiday season. And, uh, you know, just kind of talk a little bit about food things that we like that we may have throughout the holiday season and into the new year uh... so the first thing i want to say is uh... uh... the turkey of course turkey lurkey do turkey lurkey d uh... i bought a twenty and a half pound bird because i had about ten people over and uh that was a that was a pretty good bird
1: no actually that was probably the best turkey i've ever
0: had oh thank you well Well, and it it was easy i was gonna do so i had this whole idea of doing a dry brine where i was gonna open up the turkey like three days beforehand and have it sit uncovered in the fridge and cover it with a salt sugar uh seasoning mixture and that really kind of dries out the the skin so that the skin's real nice and crispy uh, and it also, they say that dry brining also helps keep it nice and moist when you're cooking it. I don't know how that happens, but okay. Uh, it's, I don't know the science, but um, I was lazy. I didn't do it. So what I ended up doing, though, is I do like to do a compound butter. That was awesome. And, yeah, yeah the compound butter, it was butter, salt, pepper. I chopped up some uh, sage.
1: There was also a lemon in there.
0: I did that. Well, that was the aromatics, as we like to call it. But uh, and then what I did is I had the the black latex gloves on, and I stuck my hand underneath the skin of the bird, and I separated the skin from the the meat of the turkey, and then I just went and I shoved all that compound butter in, and then and then I covered the entirety of the bird in the compound, the remaining compound butter, so that way it would cook in the in the oven uh, and kind of baste it as it goes. Now you you had mentioned the lemon. That's what we call aromatics. And for the aromatics, I did an onion, uh, a carrot, some uh, rosemary, thyme, and sage, uh, actual sprigs of them, and then also a lemon. And that's what I kind of shoved in the cavity of the bird and then tied the legs together. Uh, you know, when we were growing up, or when I was growing up, and a lot of people that listen would agree, uh, our parents or our, would, would put stuffing in the turkey. And I've read in the recent years that that's not really the best thing to do. So you kind of cook your stuffing separately, and then you can cook your bird, and that's where you put the aromatics in. But uh, you, like the, you like the turkey, you said.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the lemon was mm-hmm. just – it was good. I just – I love lemon flavor, especially in, like, meat. Sure. And it, it was just, like – it really tied it all together, and mm. the butter base was good, and mm. I, I, you know – I think dad said to do that. And you were like, oh, I'll do that because that sounds really good. And I think we did that last year. We did, yeah. And I liked the turkey last year too. And it was just, I think it was the white meat of the turkey or mm-hmm. whatever. That was what I really, really loved. Yeah. And I thought that was like really, really good. That mm-hmm. was like my favorite part. I was just like, I couldn't get enough of that. But yeah, all around, I thought the turkey was great. I mean, I would definitely well, do that again.
0: And now I know that, uh, so one of, the, one of the discussions that your dad had had with me was, uh, spatchcocking, uh, spatchcock, spatchcocking the turkey. And for those who don't know, um, spatchcocking is when you remove the spine or the backbone of the bird, uh, cause a lot of people spatchcock chicken and it, you, so you remove the backbone and then you take your hand and you break the breastplate and it kind of splays the whole bird out. So that way you can cook it all at even temperature and it, everything gets correct browning and all that kind of stuff. It, I, I was saying to him, I don't think I could. I don't think I could have done it with a twenty-pound turkey because I just I don't think my oven's big enough. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Trying to think of that would be different. I've done it with a chicken before, so I, I told I told your dad. I said, well, I mean, you can always buy a turkey any time of the year. So I think what we might try, we might try this winter is. Spash and a turkey and seeing if it comes out any better. Um, now, one thing I know you didn't try, which I was a little disappointed because I wanted you to, was the mashed potatoes, and that's because you don't, you generally Hold don't... On. oh Let me just say, this is, I just, my whole entire life,
1: I have not liked mashed potatoes. Well, that's
0: what I was going to tell you. I was going to say, I know that you have an, adver- an aversion to mashed potatoes, and it has to do with a texture kind of thing. You said that you don't like the texture of mashed potatoes i find that odd because to me mashed potatoes are like one of the easiest things to eat but that's neither here nor there i mean you do eat some various forms of potatoes in, uh, uh i guess you could say fried or or cooked I form of potatoes. french fries and potato tots and you know waffle fries and things. i like, like normal that. fried potatoes as well um yeah i think i've done i you know what i did one time is i did uh what we called smashed potatoes. So I bought like the little baby. Oh, those were so good. Yeah. I remember when you did those. I did the little baby potatoes and that I kind of so smash them down and then you, you cook them in the oven or in the fryer or whatever. No, not the fryer, the air fryer. They're like hash with, browns. Kind of. They do kind of come out like hash browns, yeah. So, um... But it's okay. So for like for the mashed potatoes this year, though, I really the reason why I wanted you to try them is because I did a little different recipe last year. I did brie mashed potatoes. Brie is a type of cheese that usually people have with wine and things like that. And what I did uh, this year is I didn't do brie mashed potatoes, but I did uh, cream cheese mashed potatoes. So it was kind of almost like if you wanted, you probably could have. Uh, no, no, I did. So I did the mashed potatoes, salt, pepper. Um, and it was great because the recipe I also had said to boil when I boil when I was boiling the mashed potatoes, it said to throw in garlic. So I chopped up a whole bunch of garlic and threw that in. And then that just kind of that just kind of flavored the potatoes as well. And then when I was mixing in the butter and the the milk, I also added in um, cream cheese, and that kind of made it nice and very nice and smooth, creamy, It was delicious um i enjoyed them thoroughly i enjoyed them the next day as well uh so the mashed potatoes came out very well but that's okay i know that you're not a huge fan everybody seemed to like my uh honey glazed my uh my maple or not maple honey glazed maple glazed carrots did you try any of those i did and i
1: really really liked them yeah. Like I, I didn't Everybody was eating them And like I just I Honestly I didn't even see them I was kind of just Scathing everything else And everybody was mm-hmm. like Oh these carrots are so good And I was like You know mm. what Let me get a little spoonful And I tried them And I was like Man these are like They're not too Like they're not at the point Where they're soggy And it's just They kind of like Are just nasty in your mouth But they were like Almost crispy and soggy And it was just They were perfect And the mm. taste was good And I love maple On anything really Yeah So those were definitely good Those are something I'd make again 100%
0: Your dad was mad Out of that idea didn't do um, so when he so as you know his girlfriend Amanda has mm-hmm. maple trees in her backyard yes. and they tapped yes. the maple trees and made their own what do they call it brimanda or brimanda maple brimanda maple and he goes did you use the brimanda maple and I when I didn't I said I just used regular maple syrup that we had and he went why didn't you use the brimanda and I was like well I know you like to save that for when you make waffles or pancakes I didn't want to ruin it and he was like you should have used the brimanda maple I went oh okay whatever but you know maybe i,
1: I think that, that was a good idea not using it because we sure. always use that for it's like well, it's perfect for pancakes maybe if
0: the two of you were here to help me out on thanksgiving morning as opposed to you know off gallivanting at a at a football game at a high school football game i would have been able to uh you know have a little assistance but that's that's okay that's fine
1: oh no 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 <laughs> yeah no i'm so sorry that's completely my fault oh shut
0: up they won <laughs> though they did win so that yes, was awesome did. yeah you did get to see a good game um, so then that was, yeah, that was a fun, that was fun. I mean, other than that, basic boilerplate, you know, I made my own stuffing for the first time. Um, it was, I thought it was okay. Some people com- com- complimented it more than Nani's, uh, my mother's, and uh, and that's mostly because I just, I, and I know she may hear this because especially since you're going to be on, she's going to listen to it, and she's going to get mad, but I feel like my mother sometimes phones it in when she's bringing stuff, like... But she did, I did ask her to make stuffed mushrooms and those were really and those good. Those were good. Yeah, so yeah. my mother did kill it with the stuffed mushrooms. And my sister made the green bean casserole that came out that really was good. Yeah, yeah. And she makes my sister does make a mean friggin' brownie. It I is. will tell you that. Those so.
1: they're always like perfectly fudgy too. Yeah,
0: they are perfectly fudgy. I don't know how she does it. I have tried several different recipes for brownies. I cannot get them the way that my sister does them, so I'm gonna have to keep at it. Um, I would say, what else did I do? I had like butternut squash that I, I did, I did where I took, um, nutmeg and I freshly grated nutmeg into the, into the, uh, the butternut squash. So that came out really well. The only thing I didn't do that I wanted to do was I was going to make, instead of corn, I was going to make succotash, which is like corn, lima beans, peppers, tomatoes. It's kind of almost like a little salad almost and I was going to make that instead, because I don't love eating just regular corn, but I got, I I didn't cook Wednesday, I cooked Thursday, so there was last year I cooked a lot of stuff on Wednesday night, this year I didn't, I cooked everything Thursday morning, so I kind of got burnt out, and I was like, forget it, I'm all upset, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was Thanksgiving, so I think overall it was a great success, and uh, we're going to try spatchcock turkey later on, and you know, anything else that you can think of off the top of your head that maybe we should start trying to cook for the for the winter even if it's not just the holiday for the winter?
1: Honestly, I know that Thanksgiving is like Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I would love just like a cannoli dessert on Thanksgiving day.
0: Oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah, we could I have know a cannoli. that everybody loves cannolis in our sure. family
1: cuz we're, you know, all, like we're just Italians, but We are Italian. <laughs> yeah. But I love cannolis and I love cannolis on a nice, you sure. know, Sure. Thanksgiving Day, after a stuffing me and you can just stuff yourself finally with like a nice cannoli and just a nice full cannoli. And those are awesome always. In
0: fact, here, grab me the thing right there underneath the frame. Yeah. I want to talk about something that we had at Thanksgiving. Um, So I found, my mother found this at her house. And it's the actual uh, declaration of intent for a naturalization form that my great-grandfather filled out. Back in March of 1903. And this is when he arrived from Italy to the United States. And the thing that we were, and and my mother had found this. And she said, oh, I think, you know, you should take this and keep it. Because, you know, it's good to share with the family and everything. And I put it in a frame and I passed it around on Thanksgiving. And we all looked at it. And it was, some of the things that were kind of cool was that he, where he was born. And it says, Rocca de Sheep. Rockadishi I think. Um, I looked it up and I can't, I don't know how to fully pronounce it, but uh, yeah, it says um, he was born February 12th, 1881. Uh, so that's kind of neat. And then it's Nate, he emigrated from Naples, which makes sense because my mother always says that she thought we were from the Na- Naples area, which is kind of cool. Um, one of the cool things though is that it says, I am now a subject of and intend to renounce my allegiance to. And then you have to put down who, like what country you're, re- uh, you know, renouncing your allegiance. So he wrote down like Victor Emmanuel the Third, King of Italy, and I thought that was kind of cool. And um, I thought they had arrived in Boston. They didn't. They came through New York, uh, through New York City. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing maybe they went through um, Ellis Island. I don't know for sure. You know, I mean, I assume mm-hmm. so if it's New York. But we thought this was kind of cool. It was like the it was like the the. Immigration form that my great-grandfather filled out. And um, your great-great-great-grand. Great-great-great-great. Well, what is he for you? Great. So great-great. Great-great. great. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I thought that was neat that we passed that around, that we had that immigration form. So that was kind of cool, um, just kind of looking at the the past. So you bring up cannolis. I think we can do cannolis. Um, there's also, I don't know if you ever had pizzalis pizzalis so are like... It's almost like an... It's like a anisette cookie almost. Where it's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's yeah. like they come in like flowery shape. You yeah, have to na- get like nonny,
1: a, No, no, no. Nani brought those one time.
0: Yeah. My great-aunt Lucy used to make them. And it's... You need a pizzali actual... It, it basically looks like a waffle maker. But you need like a pizzeli maker to do it. Um, I mean, a lot of places you can pick them up at Italian bakeries now. But no, I think... Um, yeah, I think we can start doing that. I, I do have the attachment for um pasta to make where we could do that we could make our own pasta we can make our own ravioli mm. and i think that would be something you and i could do love ravioli yeah cuz we can make our own raviolis we could do our own stuffings i was thinking like like a fig and fig and feta or fig and cheese where you know you do that that's a big one that you could do those ones usually do in like a brown butter sage sauce and stuff so we could do that that would be fun i think
1: i had but, a good ravioli down in new hampshire it was a restaurant down in new hampshire I know that you're not a huge fan of lobster, but it was a lobster no, stuff. Why, why do you say oh, that? Oh, no, I... Dad's not a fan of lobster. You yeah, like lobster. I like lobster, yeah. But it was a lobster and, like, cream cheese stuffed mm. ravioli oh. with, like, this garlic sauce. Oof, Amagi, Oof. And it was just, like, it was Oof, this, fuck. like, amazing meal and me and my mom went down sure. there. And it was just, oh, my God, it was just breathtaking. Like, every bite I was just, like, savoring. And it yeah. was pink. Oh, it was so perfect.
0: Yeah, that's good. I could do that. We could do that. See, it's not... You know, it's funny. You could get... Like if you buy like little lobsters that you're basically gonna just rip apart for the meat, like a crawfish. Yeah, like you don't. Well, no, no, no. Like a little baby, not like a baby lobster, but like a small lobster at like a at a you know at a grocery store or whatever. You can get them and then you know boil them up or whatever you know cook them and then use it for the meat. I mean that's not bad. I think it's to make raviolis and stuff. We probably could do it on the on the less expensive side. Uh, we should try that. Um, anything that you. Any other kinds of things that you might be thinking of? Um, I know you like my French onion soup. I know I you do. like that. I love your. French um, onion soup. Any other kind of big soups, things like that, that you might be interested in, or nice hearty stews, or anything that you're thinking of for the for the winter months. I mean, we're hoping anybody out there might want to listen and make something that's you know tasty. I mean, something
1: simple that's yeah. always just a staple, as chicken noodle soup. Yeah. Always so good. But I don't, I mean, does that fit into Thanksgiving? I would say it kind of does. I mean, it,
0: but it's not even that. It's necessarily like a holiday dish. Like, we could say, yeah. like, something moving on forward. But uh, I remember I made one. I don't know if you had it because I think I feel like I made it for just me and your dad. But it was, um, <laughs> when I went to go get the chicken, it wasn't a regular chicken. It was a fowl which is so, kind of like yeah. a like a rogue chicken almost <laughs> and so it was really kind of greasy oh that's and it was when i boiled the chick i boiled the fowl and i was trying to like separate all the the meat it yeah. was like really tough for me to get the meat out but it was it was good it just was not as as tender as like a regular like chicken is or you know of a, a, a whatever a Whatever factory-fed hen or something. So yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good though. It was good. I liked it. But all right. I well, wasn't,
1: I know I wasn't there. <laughs> no,
0: you didn't have that. But yeah, I could do a chicken noodle soup. I could do. Um, I think we could do. I want to do ramen again, or. No, well, make our own ramen. Oh yeah, we
1: yeah yeah yeah. We yeah,
0: kind of yeah. made ramen. We kind of did. I did egg drop soup, and then your dad had those ramen packets yeah. that he bought, No, that was, that was good. good. And yeah. then he
1: even put like the half boiled egg in
0: there. Yeah, we could do I that. Love. That would be good. I think ramen would be good, and uh, we'll have to see what else, uh, what other things we can do for, you know, maybe um, I don't know if you're gonna be. You'll probably be here on New Year's. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You might go out with your friends now. Now that he's 15, he's got his friends. He doesn't want to hang out with his uncle and his dad anymore. Uh So, you know. But it'll be good. Um, But that's, you know, that's a little trip to Keithy's Kitchen. And uh, did you have fun at Keithy's Kitchen? I sure did. Well, let's have fun at the Keithy's Kitchen. All right, Chase, so we have we have a little conversation piece that we like to do here at Card. And that's talking about um, a very special lunch. And I like to say lunch because it's kind of like... I, I always figure the best way to get to know people is to go over food. And uh, we could do dinner, but usually I like to say lunch. But I'm actually going to start changing this and calling it Table for Four. Because what I like to do is I like to ask you what three people, living or dead that you would like to bring to a, a table to have a meal with and have discussions, and why. And um, in our discussion about this uh, pre-tape, we also had another little topic that we thought about, and we're going to bring that up afterwards. But who would you like to have in a table for three? And if you can't think of three people, that's fine. Um, but I, as soon as we started... Talking about it, I think you started getting a ton of ideas in your head for people that you would want. So. I did, I did. So go ahead. Have at it, Haas. So um,
1: I would probably say my three guys that I would want is Kobe Bryant, I would want George Washington, and I would either want Adam Sandler or Jim Carrey.
0: Just, they're so funny to me, and I would want to ask them a few questions. Would you like to make this a table for five? Um. At no. that point, we have to change it to party of five. And that is a joke you will not get, but other people will. So, uh, would you <laughs> would
1: you want to do party for five? Party of five?
0: I mean, I could do a party of ten. I mean, I could have an endless going. amount of people that I would want to sit and have a conversation with. I, I I came up with the bit. I love it. So, but all right. So let's get back to. Um, we can actually pretend that you're going to either have Sandler or Carrie, and we'll have questions for both and but you're only allowed one okay so tell me about um the first one you said was kobe Mm -hmm. so uh why why would you want to have like what's something that you would want to discuss with kobe bryant that you think um that piques your interest
1: for me just kobe was just so like naturally good at basketball and it just seemed like he was just a beast at everything and i would want to ask him my one question would probably be what made you strive to just be the best and just never give up because he was so dominant and he never was just, oh, I'm going to mope around and be lazy. No, he was always, I'm going to stick to this. We're going to win. We're not you know, going to lose this even if we're down by 50. We're still going to win this. And he just was such a good motivator and I'd probably want to ask him that.
0: Okay. All right. That sounds good. Um, <clears throat> any any other questions you think you'd ask Kobe? or, I mean, talking about his career and his dedication and his... His uh, determination to win is perfectly fine. I mean, you know, that's cool. But, I mean, is there anything else you don't want to talk to him about or, you know, anything or no? I mean,
1: something so little, but what was it like being, you know, friends with Shaq on the team? Because I love Shaq <laughs> as well. And not to brag or anything, but he actually signed my card. So, um... <laughs> brag! I- I'm kind of friends with Shaq anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I will say, that was kind of cool that uh, you guys had sent Shaquille O'Neal cards and he signed them and sent them back that's kind of cool i mean shaquille o'neal is i mean one of the probably one of the great men of our time anyway but uh all right what about now you wanted to talk about the uh first president the father of our country george washington i'm assuming that george washington yes, i mean it no. could be another george washington. no no it's that george okay washington. what now what about that george washington
1: um probably the main question i would want to ask him is Just why did he just want to leave just the governmental Mm -hmm. just life? And he just went back to what was he like a farmer? He was. He just went back to a farmer. And Mm -hmm. I would want to ask him why. Just why you go back to being a farmer when you have this this amazing dominant life. You're, you know, an athlete like in the governmental, you know, status. But he Mm -hmm. was just so amazing. And he just was like, I'm just going to go back to farming. See you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, George Washington was a unique person. He, I will tell you this, I know this, is there was a Roman emperor, um, or not a Roman emperor, excuse me. He was a Roman general. His name was Cincinnatus, which the city of Cincinnati is named after. And Cincinnatus was known for... Um, so, the original word for dictator... Oh, or the original definition for dictator actually came from ancient Rome. And what it was is during the Roman Republic, when there was a call to arms, they would have somebody take over as, like, the lead general, and he was called a dictator. And the idea behind it was that after the dictator was done, he would go and relinquish his command back to the to the government. Uh, didn't always work as peacefully as it should, but there was a... General in the Roman times, Cincinnatus, and Cincinnatus did exactly that. He went to war, he won, he defended Rome, he came back and he relinquished his command. And Washington always looked up to him, and Washington always looked up to that, that he relinquished his command. So when Washington had originally the command of the Continental Army, after the end of the Revolutionary War, Washington went into Congress with the entirety of the army behind him. So he could have easily had done what several people before and after him did. Napoleon is a perfect example where Napoleon went, did not relinquish his command. He basically went in and said, I'm going to be the emperor from now on. And Washington could have easily done that. He could have walked in, said to the Congress, okay, <clears throat> I'm your new king. This is it. I'm going to take, you want to br- come at me? Come at me, bro. I got the entire army behind me and they're they're loyal to me. They're not loyal to you, they're loyal to me. Especially too because a lot of the a lot of the army, Washington was paying them as well. So Washington, they had a lot of loyalty to Washington because of that fact that like they weren't getting money and ammunitions and things from the Continental Congress. They were getting them directly from Washington. So Washington went in, he relinquished his sword, he said, Here's your here you go, here's my sword, here's my command, I'm going home. And he went home and he continued to be a farmer in Virginia. Uh, when he was called to arms again to be the president of the uh, at the time it was the um, continent or oh, it was the uh, C- constitutional convention he was the president of that and he oversaw that the built the building and the drafting of the U.S. Constitution and then they said we want you to be the president and he accepted and he said okay and um, yeah a lot of things that a lot of the reasons why the unwritten unspoken rules. Of U.S. politics stay the say they say the way they they have is because of things that Washington did. He didn't want to be called a king. He didn't want to be called his excellency. He didn't want to have any kind of a regal sounding title. He, Mister President, that's fine. That's it. I'm just Mister President. You know, and um, I think that with him saying, I don't want to be here, um, he probably kind of knew that he didn't have a lot longer to go. You know, um, I mean, he was older. He had issues with his teeth and his jaw and everything. And I think he said, you know, probably in the back of his mind, he probably said, if I die while I'm in office, it's going to set a really bad precedent because every president's going to think they have to die in office. And that's basically what a king is. So he said, nope, I'm going to go home. I'm going to enjoy my peace and privacy. And there it is. And when he left after the election of 1796, it meant a lot. And that was really a big deal for him. Um, so I agree with that. I think that Washington is an amazing figure. Um, I feel a lot of people tend to put, tend to go back and forth between him and Lincoln as far as like yeah. who's the best. And I think one of the many reasons that it's still a debate, and nothing against Washington at all. I'm not taking anything away from him, and I'm not taking anything anything away from Lincoln. But I think one of the reasons why so many people continue this debate is because he was just such an amazing man that for what he did and what he was able to accomplish in such a crazy time, you know? I mean, you have to remember, it wasn't... We were all 13, 13 colonies that decided to become a nation, but it wasn't as united of a states as it was the United States, you know? I mean, it was definitely... I think there was still the the feeling that there was, if not 13 little independent countries just binding together, it was... 13 very independent states that they felt they could do their own thing and they didn't need anybody to tell them otherwise. So for him to kind of maintain that control, it's a good pick. I like that, Jace. I like both of your two first picks. I love them a lot. Um, I'm going to say I want to hear about – let's hear about Jim Carrey first because you know how I feel about Sandler. So tell me about Jim Carrey.
1: Well, Jim Carrey, uh, you know, I kind of thought of it because we were watching Pet Detective last night. And it was just, like, on. We were watching it. And I love that movie, like, a lot. And, you know, just as a guy who was so, like, comedic back in the day, I just, I would want to ask him, like, just why is your humor like that? And how did you develop that humor? Because it's so perfect. And it's just, he has, like, a, you know, he's a good actor. But not only is he a good actor, he can just make everybody laugh no matter the situation. Like, there could be, like, a... It could be world destruction in his movie. Like, there's a bunch of, you know... It's Terminator, and Jim Carrey would still make the movie funny. Yep. And it's just... I want to ask him how he does it.
0: Um. There's actually an interesting... There's an interesting story with Jim Carrey, I believe. And I, I remember watching this in... It was, like, some documentary I think I saw on either, like, Comedy Central or VH1 or something about... When he signed to... You know, he had... I think when he was younger, he had always promised, like, his dad... Or he had always told his dad he was going to be, like, a millionaire. Or he was going to make it in movies or whatever. And um, his father passed away around the time, I believe, that he was making The Cable Guy. Or he had just signed to work on The Cable Guy. And from what I remember... Jim Carrey, I think, had... It was, like, the highest amount Jim Carrey had gotten paid. I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was, like, a million dollars, but it might have been more than that. Um, And the point of the story, though, was that when he was at his dad's funeral, he went up to the casket, and I believe he wrote a check for, like, a million dollars, and he put it in his dad's pocket. Mm. And it was kind of, like, his way of saying, like, I made it. And and Cable Guy's a great movie. I feel it's underrated as far as, like, a Jim Carrey movie because it's really like dark and twisted uh, but um oh he w- i i just looked it up he was paid 20 million wow. for his so 20 million dollars he was paid for his work in Back the cable in guy. When? um that was 1996 oh, that was a, 1995 96 that's a big, big deal. 96 yeah 90 yeah 20 million in 96 that's a big deal so uh jim carrey no he's he's an amazing character he's a he is he, he's ridiculously funny i think um but he's also a great dramatic actor. Um I know that uh a lot of people have pointed out like he played Andy Kaufman. Do you know Andy Kaufman? Do the you know name, about Andy Kaufman? The name sounds very Yeah, funny. he was he was a comedian in like the 70s and the oh, early yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. He was on Taxi. He was known for playing Latka on Taxi. He was kind of like I don't thank, know that. thank you very much. Like but that I, was I know kid. I know that. Yeah, and um but the thing about the thing about Andy Kaufman was he was uh he was an odd comedian, because he was really into, like, almost, like, abusing the audience for his entertainment only. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, him and his writer, his his writing partner, were, like, the only two that ever got the jokes. Uh, one, of, one of his famous bits that Andy did on Saturday Night Live, when he hosted Saturday Night Live, um, was, and I think... At the time, the host really came on, introduced the show, and then they would go to skits, and the cast would do the skit. And it ne- doesn't necessarily mean that the uh, guest host was in the sketch like they are now. So Andy had this one sketch, though, where he would... Do- and Jim Carrey does it in, in the movie Man on the Moon, where... He comes out on stage and he has a record player and he plays the Mighty Mouse theme song like here we come to save the day and and there's like this whole lyrics before that one scene where they're like you know Mighty Mouse and da 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 and Andy would just sit there and he would play the video and he would stand silent and he wouldn't say anything and then right when they would go here we come to save the day he would mouth that like mimic that like he was singing and then he would stop everything and just be completely straight again and it was It was funny, but it was like, how many times are you going to do stuff like that? Like, there was another time where he was doing a show at a college, and the college was being, like, the crowd was being real rowdy. Mm -hmm. And Andy Kaufman, as a way to torture the crowd, is he decided to sit and read, like, The Great Gatsby. Oh, no. And he just read it straight, as straight-laced as could be. And the crowd was like, what the hell is this? So, when Jim Carrey was making Man on the Moon he kind of went full Andy Kaufman. Mm. And the crowd, like, the people that he was working with were like, we can't stand this guy. Because <laughs> he was just, like, he was being just as annoying as Andy Kaufman was. Um, I think it's a great movie, though. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, my favorite, I think, Jim Carrey movie is The Truman Show. Yeah, I heard of you know, that. I mean, as far as, it's either The Truman Show or it's going to be, I mean, this is, again, this is where we talk about, like, the similarities between Sandler and Jim and Carrey. Jim Carrey yeah, yeah. Because obviously, I think the best movies of Jim Carrey is probably, um, you know, The, the Mask and yeah. Ace Ventura. Oh. Because those are like his two kind of first ones that he did. Like, you think of Jim Carrey, those are the two movies. Right. Um, I do want to tell you that his 1994 95 is uncomparable. Like, it's it, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know if un-compa- uncomparable is not a word. It is. It's ridiculous the amount of blockbusters this guy is in. Just to, just to go over this, in '94 he's in Ace Ventura. He's still on the show in Living Color, but it was like towards the end, so he's not really in it as much, I think. But he did Ace Ventura. He did The Mask. He did Dumb and Dumber. He did that was just '94. He does Batman Forever. Mm. Um, when Na- Ace Ventura When Nature Calls in '95, then he does. 96 is Cable Guy, 97 is Liar, Liar, 98 is The Truman Show. I mean, the guy was just unbelievable for like a stretch of like three, four years. He was just box office gold. And um, I love Jim Carrey too. And even just like the stuff he's done later on. um, Yes Man, kind of an underrated movie I think is real good. Um, Fun with Dick and Jane is a great movie. Kind of underrated, uh, and I'm not even talking about any of his like his dramas and stuff like that, or his kind of his his darker stuff. So yeah, no, good, uh, good, uh, good pick as well, and that leads us to our other love, Adam Sandler. You could go on about him. I I adore Adam Sandler.
1: Probably not as much as you, but I love Adam Sandler, and all my friends love Adam Sandler, and he's just he's awesome. He's funny. He's just he's everything that Adam Sandler could be. <laughs>
0: I think Sandler is. I would. I would probably go with Sandler over Gary. But honestly, I feel like you could have a lunch with just Adam Sandler just as is. Like,
1: yeah, because he's entertaining. Yeah,
0: and I think that. Um, you know, one of the one of the parts of this exercise is to maybe see. How these characters would interact with each other, and so now the question thinking is: How does Kobe Bryant Jim Carrey and George Washington interact with each
1: other? Um, Kobe would probably yell at Washington for not being good enough, <laughs> and then Jim Carrey would just be over here like spazzing out or something. I don't know. Uh, that's okay. Something weird like Jim Carrey would kind of just be like. Probably twitching in the corner, wondering why he's here, number one. And then, number two, he'd probably start to make jokes on them arguing. I do don't know. You,
0: do you think he would ask... Do you think he would say to Kobe, Excuse me, may I ask you a few questions? Like yes. that? Oh, 100%. Okay. Um, I'd like to see I'd like to see Jim Carrey having a conversation with George Washington. And George Washington's just being like, What the hell are you talking about, bro? But, uh, anywho. What's basketball? <laughs> what's, ba- what's basketball? Right? They didn't have basketball yeah. back then. Uh, now part of this discussion we had is i want to introduce something that you came up with kind of and i thought that was a, this was a neat little exercise as well and um what were we calling it the interrogation room the interrogation room yeah cuz you would you had made a really interesting point where one of the guests originally would be somebody that i guess could be considered reviled or hated or something and you want to ask them like what they were thinking doing whatever it was they were doing and um you know i think that that's a i said to you i go yeah but then you got to eat lunch with this person and you're like i I don't want to do that so i thought it would be cool if we thought of something else and you came up with this idea where it was um like an interrogation or a green room like they're stuck in the green room and you have to ask them a question and uh was there anybody that you could think of that you would want to Bring and ask? I said I would just want to have Adolf
1: Hitler in the room. <laughs> Terrible person. I'm not even going to get into it because probably everybody knows. Well,
0: and I and I agreed. I think I said to you, I go, and you'd be doing God's work interrogating Adolf Hitler. But I said, that's a tall order for a 15-year-old. I go, is there something? Because, again, you want to ask him what his deal was. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that would be enough to fill several textbooks. But... Um, is there somebody that's like, you know, I think I had made a suggestion to you about like, um, like Barry Bonds Yeah. And just asking Bonds and saying something to him where it's like, you know, Barry, your numbers prior to what everybody believes you started steroids so were good. fine. Yeah. What made you feel like you needed to go on steroids to compete with, exactly. you know, and and again, I think Bonds' numbers after obviously are ridiculous, and he won several MVPs and things like that, but I don't think it necessarily justifies tainting his career, you know, I mean, you're a baseball fan, yeah. and, uh, you know, I mean, but is there somebody else that you would want to, you know, maybe bring a, bring forth for judgment or bring forth for interrogation?
1: You know, there's a lot of just, like, figures in this world that are just like, oh my god, what are you doing? Like, why are you
0: this mu- like? You're not running terrible. for Miss America, though, Chase. No, no,
1: no. I know, but I'm just trying to think. I mean, there's just so many people that are just terrible, or you know.
0: What about somebody in your own in your own life? In
1: my own life, um, my neighbor, um, he's just. I'm not gonna name names, but he's just a little awkward. See, I would want to interrogate him and say, "Why do you buy so much duct tape?" Mm-hmm. And I don't understand. And not only duct tape, like cans of beans. Like the apocalypse isn't happening tomorrow.
0: Hey listen, I agree with you There, There's, I won't name names But there's a person I went to high school with That um, I could never figure out Why they didn't like me And it it, And it's not a thing, like it's not an obsession But it's like I just, because again, I don't care I shouldn't say again, I didn't say this the first time I don't care if this person likes me or doesn't like me I am perfectly fine in my life Without even having this person involved I just find it Odd As a kind of a, an exercise in humanity that I don't know why certain things are the way they are. You know, like you, it's kind of like if I can bring up a touchy subject, it's you not making the baseball team last year. Mm. And it's like asking the coach just (laughs) what was the reason, like, off the record, no no consequences, no repercussions. I just want to know what the answer is. And that's kind of the same thing. It's like in the same vein. It's like I, there are certain times where you meet somebody that you just don't get along with or there's something that happens that you're just really con- confused about and you just don't know. And it's like, what is it that you'd like to ask them in the interrogation? This person I would like to ask. I would love to just get him in a room and say to him, like, listen, I understand that when I was in junior high, I was kind of a dick and like a nerd and a loser or whatever. But by the time I got to high school, I was pretty nah. okay. And then considering that over the, of the, over the course of the 30 years now that I've been out of high school, I have become very good friends with a lot of the same people. But like, never this one person. Like, this one guy has just never... Like, we're not Facebook friends. We, when I saw him at my reunion, it was like, he didn't even say, hey, how are you? It's just, it's so weird that it's like, what about me irks this person to the point that they just have no interest in, like, you know, like your dad, rule number two, like, never remember a loser's his name. It's like, what about this is like, you know?
1: Yeah, like, why? I mean, it... If there's, like, a reason, it's probably just because you're wicked annoying and you're just a terrible human. No, I'm just kidding. That could be it. <laughs> no, but... You're maybe, not wrong. Maybe it was just, like, did you do any... Like, wait, what, high school friends or, like, dorm room? What did you say? High school. High school. Did you, like... Did he ever come over to your house and you went, oh, my God? No. Why is your house... No. It wasn't... This housey. It
0: wasn't even, like, a... It wasn't even a thing like that. It was just really weird. I don't know why. Yeah, it was just kind weird. of an odd thing, but... I mean you could uh there's a couple of people I know in your life that I think you could ask an interrogating question to. Yes. And and uh a certain person who uh you guys used to be really good friends and now you're not really friends and you could say to this one person like Why? what the ha- what the hell happened bro,
1: you know? Yeah. No, there's um that's just you know, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just like you said, the high school friends like Oh, you know, you probably met him, and you were like, oh, what's up, dude? You're pretty
0: cool. And then just, bang, nothing. Just nothing. How about your friend who, when you guys play wiffle ball, and he gets hit by a wiffle ball, he's... He's <laughs> he's then,
1: all, He's all upset.
0: And then you could say, why? <laughs> oh, why?
1: Um, why? Uh, yeah. Because I just got drilled with a
0: wiffle ball. No, fair enough. Yeah, okay, okay, that's a fair enough question, I guess. But, uh, yeah, no. So, all right. But otherwise, other than that, you want to try to solve the world's problems and... You want to try to get Hamas and, and Israel in the same room and, and figure it out, right?
1: Yeah, I do. No, it just – if I, if you could literally have anything in one room just saying why, then how many problems in this world would be solved like instantaneously?
0: Eh, you know what? The world is so big. I'm all set. I'm good with solving my own problems. I don't need to you know. – I'd love to solve the world problems, Chase, but no one wants to listen to me. No,
1: no, that's fair.
0: You know, barely anyone's listening to this, Apparently right? Apparently, so.
1: your high school friend doesn't want to listen to you either. No, and that's
0: the funny thing. I don't know what I did that was so wrong, but, you know, maybe that's for another day. Maybe. Um, well, okay. In a world where the zombie apocalypse has come true, we look to see if Chase and Keithy can figure out just how to survive. What do you think? Do you think we'd survive? Honestly? No.
1: No, probably not. But we can try, <laughs> so yeah.
0: So you were talking about this earlier, and I said this sounds like a great conversation for the for Alakot. What is, I guess we're going to call it what, the... The Ooh, we should call it Chase's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yes. And that's what we're gonna call from now on. So whenever I have anybody else have this discussion, we're gonna just add chapters to Chase's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. So tell me, what are some of the things that you would get right away from the zombie apocalypse?
1: I mean, immediately. I mean, come on. You need duct tape. It's just duct tape is everything <laughs> in this world, and duct tape you need. Okay. And Home Depot is a great place to go. If it's not already rated, you can go there and then buy just tools like a fire axe. I don't know if they sell those, but you can get a fire axe. Mm -hmm. Maybe something, you know, like a, you know, thing of plywood or something, you know, big that you could build something out of or Mm -hmm. build with, I should say. Okay. And I would definitely get food. I mean, obviously you need food and water and clean water, especially since the water is not going to be watering anymore and... You know, you need food and water.
0: Okay. So, just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying. uh, Down the street from our house is a BJ's Wholesale Club. Mm -hmm. So, BJ's, Costco, whatever you have. Uh, We would go there first. Probably. Probably load up the SUV or whatever with, I would say, the five-gallon jugs of water. Yes. Or just get, like, pallet after pallet, if we can get, of bottles of water. But I would try to get some jugs of water, Mm -hmm. right? um i would say we should get granola bars yep and beans. pop tarts beans and from beans the yep beans to the basement from the, well beans because it's going to be good protein um i would say we would avoid any kind of fruits vegetables meats things like that because it's gonna rot. the power is going to probably go out fairly, mm-hmm. fairly soon um you're right about home depot i think that you want to go and try to get some kind of a some kind of weaponry or whatever. Yeah. I think one of the things that um, zombie movies and zombie TV shows don't take into consideration are things that are uh, gas pretty much expires fairly quickly. Yeah. And there's a lot of things in this. There's a lot of things in this planet, or even just this country, that would not work once. The, gas is gone well once the whole like the whole system collapses yeah you know and i mean we're not going to be able to get we're not going to be able to get milk we're not going to be able to get fresh water we're not going to be able to get anything and exactly. and so i think what you and on top of that you also don't want to have anything that's going to draw attention so you can't really have animals livestock like you can't have chickens and cows and shit like that you can't um I probably have like a dog though see, but that's the problem is, like, how do you, how do you control a dog you where... You take it like a wolf, though. Yeah, but you, you're trying to control a dog to not, I got it, to not cry, and that's just going to be really difficult, I feel. Whereas, it's just like the whole thing with, like, people having babies and stuff. Yeah. It's like, how do you control a baby, you, you kind of
1: wait until, like, it's over. Yeah. To have a baby. Well,
0: and that's another thing, is that the zombie apocalypse is not going to last very long because, uh, you know zombies themselves are not going to last very long because it's just of of the that's just science baby but uh one of the things i do want to point out is everybody's always looking for for cars everybody's always looking for automobiles you know what everybody's forgetting what's the what's the one thing that you drive all the time
1: a bike yeah bikes don't need gas they don't need power nope. they are a bike it's a bike you can bike probably just as fast as a slow car especially in the zombie apocalypse where you're going you can't go on highways because everybody probably abandoned their car and if you're on a bike you can just swerve around those cars and it solves right. so many problems
0: that's right you know what else is a good thing to
1: have lights like solar panel like those solar
0: panels yep yeah, or solar charged batteries yeah, yeah like lanterns yeah, yeah. and stuff but how about uh for weaponry What about, like, spears? A spear could definitely Or, I always... You you said this all the time. What? The golf club. Well, the golf club is... Yeah, but the problem I think that people have with, like, with the zombie apocalypse, and or at least, like, when you watch The Walking Dead and stuff, is that they try to fight these things at close range. Why close range? That's why you get, like, yourself a spear. Yeah. Or you get yourself, like, Daryl Dixon was the best character because he had the crossbow, Mm -hmm. but a bow and arrow... Because guess what after you hit that zombie in the brainstem and it. kill it you can pull it right back out and you have it now of course you're gonna run out of bows and arrows for your quiver but you can always make more make more or break into a hardware store or a uh, sporting goods store and steal more
1: exactly that's I said the same thing like let's say you just don't have access to like a gun store maybe you can't get to a gun store like a nail gun is really efficient. Like think about like a nail gun that can like shoot a nail like mm-hmm. a nail like shoot shoot a nail that could be really helpful. A lot
0: of those require power though. Oh, you're right.
1: Oh, never mind. But that's you can also idea. but
0: well no because you can get I think some that are CO2 cartridges exactly. But, but then you got to reload. A CO2. You got to get. A, you got to be able to get to that stuff, and that's the thing is that not everybody. Mm. You you have to remember that one of the one of the one of the key elements of the Walking Dead. Is that the Walking Dead are not necessarily the zombies. The Walking Dead are the people that are still alive. Yeah. Because once society breaks down, it's probably not going to be friendly. Everybody's going to be friendly and want to help each other. We're not all going to be wanting to give the world a Coke. Nope. You know, it's going to be pretty bad. And you're going to have a lot of people who are out to get you and they're going to want what you have. And so exactly. you have to be careful because they're going to want what you have and they're going to try to take what you have. Exactly. And so you have to defend yourself from not only the dead, but the living as well. So mm-hmm. I would say um, I'm not going to last very long. I will probably <laughs> just walk out and say, take me as I am. Um, one of the other things you could always do is try to go to one of the extremes, either extreme heat or extreme cold, mm-hmm. because zombies themselves won't last in extreme heat or extreme cold. No, they'll either burn up or they'll freeze. Exactly. So we could do that. But um what else do you think about zombies?
1: Um I think it depends what zombies we're talking about. I would prefer the ones that are just absolutely flesh and barely bones and barely anything that are wicked slow and I could probably blow on one and it'd fall over. Well, yeah, we all
0: want those kinds. Well,
1: I know, but you ever see those fast zombies? Yeah. Those things are terrifying. One they're, of the scariest dead.
0: One of the scariest movies out there is uh what's it? 28 Days Later. I don't and know. what the re the and the reason behind that is um, not tw- no twenty eight days is the one with Sandra Bullock where she goes to rehab. Twenty eight days later is the one that's the uh, it's the British zombie movie, and it's they're not zombies, but they're like rage monsters. So there's like this virus that infects people, and it turns them into like rage monsters, and so they don't have you know they're they're not like your typical undead zombie. Like they're just all of a sudden they're just completely. It's like their entire brain function just goes right back to like the animalistic reptilian you know yeah and that's what comes to get you and they're fast yeah and yeah and so that's the thing that's dangerous and the fact is is that it's a virus or whatever it is that spreads to them Mm -hmm. so they could they could spread it to you and then yeah so um yeah that scares the shit out of me thank Mm -hmm. you very much uh i don't want to think about that um i would probably try to get myself to a uh some form of an island of some kind and hope that the hope that those things can't swim Mm. and that i just am able to live there on my own for a while like i think i would want to be cast away at that point yeah you know with wilson but um
1: with johnny the rock
0: yeah what do you think
1: um i would say honestly there was a book that i read called the last kids on earth and the zombies were slow and they could they were like they couldn't really do much i mean but they were still dangerous sure Mm -hmm. but they lived in a tree house and it was like surrounded by this like electric barbed wire fence or it was like some sort of thing like that and i would probably want a tree house of some sorts because number one if they're like if they can barely walk they can't climb a ladder right and if they can't climb a ladder then it sucks for them because i'm chilling up there and, you know, I'm just going to say, you know what, sucks for you guys because I'm going to shoot you with my crossbow, bone arrow, mm. whatever I have, and they're just going to be picked off. And especially if I have, like, an electric fence or some sort of barbed wire, they're just going to cut themselves up even more or get electrocuted. Either one works for me, so that's my idea. Well, again, you're talking oh, a well, lot... Electric fence, no, that doesn't work. Electric fence, what am well, I Well, no, about? but you're talking a
0: lot about zombies, undead creatures, whatever it is, uh... There's so they recently had this show, The Last of Us, that was on HBO, Mm -hmm. and there's an episode that um, stars Ron Swanson, uh, is it Nick Nick Offerman, and uh, in it he he's hiding in his like he's like a prepper like a like a doomsday prepper, Mm -hmm. and he's hiding in his like his alcove off of his basement that's hidden, and the government comes in, they clear out the town, and then they leave right, Mm -hmm. and then he comes out afterwards, and he basically has the entire run of the town to himself. And so he runs to Home Depot, he goes to like BJ's, he goes and he gets his, all of his supplies that he needs, including things like stuff for generators, stuff to do, you know, to run electricity, run power, and then what he does is he comes back and he basically creates a compound, he builds his own compound that is like, has defenses and has pits and has barbed wire and has gates and has this and has that. And he does it to protect himself from not only whatever the hell is out there, But also the people that are going to come and try to get what he has. So it's kind of cool because I just always want to remind, you know, or always bring it up to whenever anybody's having this conversation that it's not necessarily the the dead or the creatures or the whatever that you have to worry about. It's the people who are coming to get your shit. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing. And just remember, some people are going to bring a gun to a knife fight. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to worry about escalations and things like that. So defense, defense. Karate for defense only. So just remember that. So, yep.
1: I do want to ask you a question. Oh, if you good. could take tres personas, amigo, to take on a just this world apocalyptic zombie thingy, mm-hmm. who would you take? Three people, and I don't want you to be biased towards me because I'm here. I don't want that. No, I mean, that's You can't take me. If I you mean,
0: want, three people. I would probably take Nick Offerman as one because yeah. I feel like that guy could actually really. Yeah. do some damage. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. And, uh, no, I would probably, you know what, I would still take Arnold because he's I mean, got... he's still like he, up to date. No, no, because he, he's, believe me, he's like Mountain Man Extreme. Um, I would probably, who else would I take? I don't know, it's a good question. Um, it could just be Gary from the shoe store.
1: Like, it could literally be any, uh, Gary's not a real person, but it could be anybody. I would
0: probably, I mean, if I wanted to have like a friend of mine or something like that, I would probably go with like Boston Chris. Yeah. Cuz he's like he would be I think he would be and I know like LA Chris is going to be like what about me? LA Chris would be dead in like 5 minutes. And I think he would admit that too. But Boston Chris I feel like is he's resourceful enough and he's smart enough that he would be able to help keep me alive. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think any of those people would pick me, and no. including Boston Chris. I don't think LA Chris. Would, LA Chris would take me because he's like he's I'm faster than him, so he'll get eaten first. <laughs> And that'll be it. But I think that if I had to pick 3 people, those would be the 3 people. Nick Offerman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Boston Chris. Mm. What about you? See, no offense, I, you already said
1: this. I ain't taking you. I'm sorry. That's okay. But I'm not taking you, but I would probably want to take like my dad just because honestly, I can probably still talk to him about
0: baseball or some sort of thing. You'd find to... somebody else to talk about baseball. No, but he's see, got back problems. Yeah, dude. that's true. He'd be crying and stretching. Yeah, well, okay.
1: I'll ask some. I'll ask like some like really jack guy from Home Depot because he probably knows how to build stuff, mm-hmm. and he knows how to do stuff. And mm-hmm. I could probably be like, "Yo, dude, you are just I don't know who your your name is Todd. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Build me a treehouse. Build me uh, something. Can you just help me? I'll help you help me. Okay. Like I'm a kid. I'll learn from you, and then I have that knowledge. Okay. I'll probably pick some random guy from Home Depot, and then. You know, I would probably pick, like, a teacher from my school. Like, I know that's so random, but the carpent... Like, I have the my technology class. My teacher's, like, really smart, and he knows how to, like, program stuff. He knows how to solder soldering boards. He knows how to build stuff. He knows how to just do all this. Mm-hmm. Either my technology teacher or my friend's carpentry teacher. I've met him a few times, and he, he built his own house. Like, he built a house in the back of the school. And, it like, not a house, but it's, like... Maybe two times the shed, like two times the size of a shed, and he's up to date on that kind of stuff, too. Mm. Like, he can build something. He can, you know, use uh, everyday materials to build something, and that's really impressive to me, and something like that I'd have.
0: There was a great show out a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, it was not a couple of years ago. It was a number of years ago. Um, I want to say it was, like, Revolution or something. I think it was Revolution, and it was, was, and it was basically about... um, Like, a global blackout happened. Mm. And so, like, all technology was basically gone. Yeah. And it was just about people, like, going back to, like... And it wasn't anything other than just, like, the system crashed and the cloud collapsed and everybody didn't have electricity or anything like that. And it was, like, we had to go back to, like, figuring out how how to get through like the dark ages again and it was really cool and it's kind of like that idea that you're talking about where you're kind of just trying to rebuild a society after all the shit has collapsed you know exactly all right well that sounds like um i mean any other thoughts on the zombie one more
1: guy i'd probably take is my friend i'm not going to name any names but my friend, he's wicked fast. He's... But
0: you could say your friend. Well, name. yeah, okay. I'm well, okay. not gonna
1: talk bad about him. No, I'm just gonna say my friend Ronan. He's fast. Okay. He knows like, he's a smart kid, and he knows like he's the one in carpentry, so he'd know how to build something. Okay. You know, and he's like you know
0: he's. So we got two fifteen-year-olds, your dad, the guy from the beef guy from yeah Home Depot, and a teacher. Yeah. Sounds so, like your society. Yeah, I'm, make
1: it. no, I'm dead. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it sounds
0: like your society might make it. Uh, We're all dead, Chase. We're yeah. all gonna be dead anyway. Yeah, it's all gonna true. come to the end one day. Probably. But um, anyway, maybe maybe we'll survive. Maybe we won't. But at the very least, we'll have a good time. Probably. Okay, so Chase, we know that you are a hell of a baseball fan, um, and honestly, like, I, sometimes you come up with these friggin' statistics and names, and just you're like, "Oh, remember when friggin' blah 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 pitched for the Cincinnati Bengals?" And it's like, what? Um, but I think it's so. I think what we should do today is we should try to do today's immaculate grid together. Now, for those that don't know, and I think I've explained this before, the immaculate grid is. Um, Eh, everybody knows what the Immaculate Grid is. So we're going to do the Immaculate Grid for baseball. So this is actually as of today. Um, so when you hear this, it's going to already have happened, and hopefully nobody's going to upset anybody. But um, one of the things that Chase likes to do uh, with his friends and with his dad, and uh, not me because I don't care enough, but is, um, I guess what? Like you try to get like the the lowest possible low. So you're trying to find like the the most unique individual that no one else is picking, right? Exactly. Okay, so for instance, if I was to say to you, um, this is a player who pe- who played for the Red Sox and the Mets, you would say like Pedro Martinez, but yeah. Pedro Martinez is probably like 85% of the people are picking Pedro.
1: Honestly, I think there was a thing, and he was like 10. Like he was surprisingly low, and I was like, oh my God, what?
0: Okay, so today we have the grid. So for on the top going from... Uh, left to right or right to left, we have the Cincinnati Reds. We have the 30 plus save seasons for pitching and 40 plus doubles season for batting. And then going down, we have from north to south, we have the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the A's. So this is a lot of teams. Um, so it's not necessarily um, there's stats, but there's not a lot of there's not a ton of stats. So um, let's see. Right off the bat, I know a 30 plus save for an Oakland A. That is going to be high on the list, probably.
1: I would like to say either Dennis Eckersley mm-hmm. or my personal favorite, Raleigh Fingers. He has a legendary mustache. If you don't know who he is, look it up, and he has this awesome mustache. All so, right. so
0: do you want to go with, do you think more people, Probably, I would say more people will probably pick Eckersley. Same, same, same. So we'll go with Raleigh Fingers. Oh, wow. Raleigh Fingers isn't on there, so Raleigh not. Fingers did not have
1: okay. 30
0: seasons. So I guess we're going to go with Eckersley. Eckersley.
1: Yeah, wow. Imagine he doesn't either. He has to, yeah. No,
0: fifty-eight percent. Fifty-eight percent. So yeah. quite a bit. All right. So the thing that sucks now is that we only had nine guesses, so now we're not going to be able to complete this grid. Um, Cubs would, and the Cubs and the Reds. A this Chapman is probably the
1: highest one, I would assume. Right, so but we'll, he's a, like a, also a closer. Forty-two yeah, percent.
0: Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Oh yeah, he would have. Uh, did he have forty saves or thirty saves? With the I don't think he did. He okay. How about the Reds and the Dodgers? Um. Jeez.
1: Did John Kruk ever play for the Reds? I don't think so. Then don't do it if he didn't. But I know he did play for the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, wasn't that yesterday's thing?
1: Yeah, we literally No, we were just talking about that. Um, Let's s- skip that one. Reds and... Reds and the A's? No, God, no. Uh, Ricky didn't ever... Oh! um,
0: Did Ricky Henderson play for the Reds? He did not. I don't think he did either. Um...
1: Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Bartolo Colon.
0: Um, um, yeah, John Croc did not play for the. Okay,
1: all right. Bartolo. Colon. No, he definitely didn't play for anybody. I, I don't think
0: Bartolo played for. I mean, Bartolo Colon played for almost everybody, but I don't think he didn't play for the Dodgers or the Reds. So. No, he
1: played for the Angels. Um, yeah.
0: What about Edwin Jackson? You. Oh God, you're going with the you're going with the everyday I am, guys like I the, am. the answers that everybody played. Um, he played for the Dodgers, okay. and he played for the Cubs. Do we have Dodgers and Cubs? Uh, no, it was Dodgers and Reds. Reds. okay. Um, he played for... He did not play for the Reds. He played oh. for the Dodgers and the Cubs. He played for everybody but the Reds. See, now,
1: here's another one. I actually am best friends with Rich Hill. Um, I actually was talking some small talk to him when I got his autographs. I don't know if he's on the Reds or not, but I know he's on the Dodgers, and... You know, I talked to him. I don't know if you know Richard. All right, well,
0: let's try some thirty saves. I know a, lo- I know a Dodger. All right, let's see. Eric Gagne. Ga- Gag Gagne. Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne. Um, Forty-nine percent. Um, thirty plus save season pitching for the Cubs. I wouldn't do that one. I would skip that one. For okay. Now. What about forty plus doubles?
1: Bet you Javier Baez did that. For the for the Cubs. Yeah. He sure did. Yep. 13%. That's lower. For the Dodgers? For the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger might, but I wouldn't do him initially. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like... I mean, Jackie Robinson
0: probably definitely did it. I mean... I think Miguel Tejada did it for the A's. He did. He sure did. Okay. Um, You think Jackie Robinson? I would say Jackie Robinson most definitely did. He sure did No, didn't. he did not... All right, so we got um two guesses left. Um you didn't have um, hmm. I am going to say the Reds and the A's. Jesus, who played for the Reds and the A's? I'm trying to think of, like, Reds. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. Reds is probably the hardest thing. Um, People are out there screaming right now. I know. Who did you say you are? Cody Ballinger? Yeah. You know. oh, Cody got 40 doubles. Yeah, no, Cody never got 40 doubles. 40 plus doubles is a lot. I know. You know? But, um, let me see. The Los Angeles Dodgers.
1: I'm trying to think. I mean, there's so not. So, one a lot of the guys. things that
0: I do to, to quote unquote cheat is I go to, like, the page. Yeah. And then I look at the top 24 players. And then they. Have and then I, well, no. And I try to, like, I try to see if I can figure out, like, for instance, you know, if I'm looking at, like, um, you know, Duke Snyder. He definitely didn't. I might go, oh, maybe Duke Snyder, you know, played, but he might have played for Cincinnati, but he didn't. He only played for, well, he played for the Mets and the, you yeah, know, so. Oh, Pee Wee Reese. Did Pee Wee Reese have 40? He might have had 40. Um. Let's see. Uh, nope, he never had 40 he sure doubles. Did. He never had 40 doubles. Nope. So 40 doubles is a lot. 40 that's, doubles is a lot, so. It's tough to get. You know, uh, well, Oral Hershizer didn't have any doubles, but. He also did not play for another team. That um, well, he didn't play for either. Oh wait, what were the other teams? It was Oakland. Was it no? It was the Reds and the Dodgers. So I want to Dallas. see the Dodgers and the Reds. So uh, let's see. Fernando Van I think he played for Philly, yeah. and the Dodgers, the I Angels, Baltimore. Yeah. Fernando Haranzuela he was,
1: awesome. he, was very, he won the rookie of the year and he was like mm-hmm. crazy because there was people that were better than him and everybody was
0: like what <gasps> Roy Campanella did Roy Campanella have he might have 20 doubles 40 or 40 sorry no damn he didn't Jesus Roy Campanella didn't have 40 doubles wow just crazy, like. 45. He never had a lot. He never even had. He barely had more than. Well, he had thirty three in nineteen fifty one. He led the league in forty five. Yeah, but he didn't have. Yeah, that sucks. That's eighteen though. Um, Jesus. Steve Garvey, no, no, nope. 36. Oh, wow, thirty eight. It's funny how close some of these guys get. Why don't they just do, like, 20 doubles? This would be done in two seconds. Well, because they wanted to make it difficult for people. They don't want to make it easy. Yeah, I know. Um. All right, so that's not going to happen. All right, let me see. Go to Rich Hill. Rich Hill? Mm-hmm. Okay, Rich Hill, everybody. He's from Boston as well. He sure is. Did Rich Hill play for? Cincy. I know he played for the Dodgers. Played for the Cubs, Red Sox, in, um, Cleveland. <laughs> Um, L.A., the Yankees, oh. Oakland, the Dodges, Minnesota. Yeah, he never played for Cincinnati. Jeez. That stinks.
1: Reds is tough. Well, um, just look up Reds. I am. And, so see, a guy like Johnny Bench did, uh, Barry Larkin did Did Joe Morgan play for, oh, Joe, Mo, Joe, do Joe Morgan, do Joe Morgan for the A's and Reds. I know he played for the A's. Yeah, he did, Oakland, at the last year of his...
0: Joe Morgan. Chicken wing. Joe Morgan. Not his dad, him. Alright, alright, so we got our last guess. so... Let's see where we were at. We had 12% for Joe Morgan. Okay, so who do we have that we need? Alright, so we were missing... People on the Dodgers and the Reds. Um... Oh, shit, we had a good amount. Uh... Frank Robinson. Oh sure, oh course. Dazzy Vance, Dolph Lukey, Bob Carruthers, Jack Quinn. This is real interesting to people who have no idea who any of these people are. Um, <sighs> I don't even know half of these friggin' yeah, names. No, these so. are these are probably just no names. Yeah, They're just like the only the one head. I would have even the Frank only one Robinson. I even remember is Frankie Robinson. Yeah. So, and that's it that wasn't going to happen. So. Mm-hmm. That stinks, but okay. Dude, I would so. go to forty
1: doubles. That should be probably. Yeah. All
0: right. So let's see. Who do we? Who did we need? We needed. We needed Dodgers,
1: and yeah, we just needed Dodgers for forty doubles. Just the Dodgers. While well, only six people. Oh, Kenley Jansen, of course. Oh my God.
0: Well, Kenley Jansen had the saves.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, where's the doubles over here? Mookie, Mookie Betts. Ah, oh, Mookie Betts. That sucks. Oh, Trevor Bauer for. Yep, Trevor Reds. Bauer
1: for, yep. Sonny Gray for A's. No, mm-hmm. that wasn't happening. Trevor Bauer played for the Reds. Lee Smith? When did... Oh, that's why. Mark Grace.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, so that was, um... I guess we did all right. We got one, two, three, four, five, six 6 out of 9, so that's not bad. Oh, that's not terrible. So that's the, uh... That's the Immaculate Grid. And this is for every sport if you want to go try it. Oh, yeah. They have a... Oh, please. There's a baseball one now. There's a movie one out there. There's a ton of them out there. The Immaculate grids is becoming a huge thing now, so... Yeah, it is. I always like to do it, and I always... I've gotten, like, under
1: 10 before as my final... Like, we just got 505. I got, I think, four, and my dad
0: was like, I don't believe you, and I was like, look at my grid, Dad. Well, the movie one... The movie one I've tried to do, and it's kind of tough... So, it's... Movies are... Oh. Well, it's tough because I wrote a movie one and it was tough. So, this one is like... Alright, so the one that came out for today... Oh, Robin Williams. It's got... Going up to down on the on the side is Laura Dern, Robin Williams, and Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Going across from right to left is one word title, so ignore the. Uh, released from 1975 to 2000 and then released from 2001 to 2023. Okay, we so, do
1: Peter Pan. What was the Peter Pan movie for Robin Williams? Hook. Hook. Is that no 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 no, no. for a later two thousands. Oh, you could do one word for that as well. Oh shit! Yeah, I could do that. Um, I would one hundred percent do that.
0: Hook. Cool. <laughs> cool. All right. So we got hook. Yes. And that's ten point three percent. Okay. Lawrence Fishburne. Um, one word title. Matrix. Oh, Matrix. Is it at the Matrix though? Yeah, you could ignore the Matrix. Oh oh oh. So. You can ignore the, yeah. So eighty-one percent, wow. yeah. Uh, Laura Dern, Jesus, she's in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. um, uh, nope, not Star Wars. Uh, oh yeah, she's in the Last Jedi or, yeah. All right, released from. Oh, we could do the Last the Jedi, Last right? Jedi, yeah, sure. Yep, 12%, twelve percent. Um, two thousand and one to two thousand and twenty-three.
1: Robin I mean, Williams. I mean, you could do um, what was that movie? What's the best? Boston movie of all time. What is it called? Oh yeah, that's
0: no, that's that's before that's Good Will Hunting.
1: Yeah, that's what. Why did I forget that? That's like not one of my favorites. Yeah. No, that was that after.
0: I'm in here though. Fourteen oh. percent. Um, afterwards. Oh, you know what he did? Oh, that was two thousand. That was that stupid movie. Um, Rob Williams did. After what is he? God, oh my god, why am I? Oh,
1: Jumanji we could have done for a Hook. Jumanji was nineties. I know, but I'm saying we oh yeah, that would have been for one room. word.
0: Yeah, and then we got um. Wait, why am I blanking on what Rob Williams? I'm gonna have to come back to that because like a later movie. Oh, you know what he did? When did he <gasps> pass away? World's greatest dad. Just do greatest dad.
1: Ads. <laughs>
0: yeah, world's greatest dad. Yeah. Six point so, six, that's pretty that's, good. Yeah, that's like because it's a not very it's not a very well-known movie. Um Oh, Lawrence Fishburne was in... Oh, God. You can do... Uh, What's Love Got To Do With It?
1: You got. You can do uh, John Wick with After 2001. Nice! 3.5! Yes! Do John Wick. You can do John Wick. Is that too much? That's probably
0: too much. No, don't do that. I love What's Love Got To Do With It? He freaking co-stars in that movie. He plays Ike Turner.
1: Do, uh, is there any like movies that Lawrence Fishburne like, voice acted in?
0: Yeah, you know what he's in? He's in Fantastic Four. The second one. Oh, he sure is. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Because he plays the Silver Surfer. 0.5%! Yep. That's awesome. No one's getting we that. We could have
1: done, um, which i call it as well. We could have um, done. What was that? We could have done Ant Man too.
0: Yep. Um, Lord Dern. What the hell is Lard Dern, man? See, that's a tough one. And this is where, like, I start to cheat. Um,. I know this stuff that's like... Yeah, see? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, she was in Blue Velvet. See, that's going to be high because that's probably one of the...
1: Jurassic Park is probably the high Wow.
0: 12.9. That's not even that bad. Oh, yeah. I could have done Jurassic Park. I don't know why you...
1: That'd be high, though. You know that'd be high.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, so now it's like you go and you look at her, you look at her IMDb page, and you try to see if like oh, we go up, go up, go up. You try. Well, What was that movie? Re- wh- recount. <gasps> recount. Oh yeah, she's in. Recount. That's a that's a one word title too. So. Like only one word. Yep. One percent. Yep. All right, so there we go. So that's uh. Nine out of nine. Nine out of nine. We did so you got Movie Grid, and if you go to like it's MovieGrid.io is the Movie Grid one. There's also a wrestling one. I won't bore you with the wrestling one because you don't know any of the wrestling, really. But No, um, I do not. Yeah, so that's Movie Grid and we did Immaculate Grid. So two grids for the price of one. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, Chase, I think that just about wraps it up. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. Um, You are always fun to have on, and I love you. You're the best, and uh, I'm so glad that we got to do this and we got to talk about... Some cool things that you like to you know, pick your brain a little bit. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap up for good? Honestly, just don't pick my uncle in a zombie
1: apocalypse. <laughs> um, and that's probably about it.
0: Alrighty, right. All well please, if you would, um, if you want to go ahead and uh, leave a five-star review on anything that you can post about this show uh, if you want if not don't worry about it Uh, but you can always reach out to me on flounder824 on the artist formerly known as twitter and please check out everything that we have here on the north south connection podcast network we do this for free and we're trying so hard to entertain and inform everybody so uh, check out all the stuff that we have Uh, some of my favorites are definitely anything that the jenny position does such as talking Docs, uh, Exposition, where you'll hear me talking about uh, the X-Men with, with her, and with Jenny, Jennifer Smith, and my buddy Tim. And uh, just um, check everything else out, you know. And also, the Place to Be Nation pop feed and the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed. There's a lot of good stuff that we do on there as well. And uh, just, uh, I'm also on Chronosal Monthly, all here on the North South Connection Podcast Network. Uh, just tons of stuff. You know what to I mean. But for... Chase, my nephew Chase, uh, this is Keithy, and take care. Have a great day. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.